Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Just like that, the second hour is here. Hot Mike with Hunter Withrow rolls on across the Outkick Network. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Ehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Chad, out this week in Nebraska for the holidays. Kelly Stewart, in the seat. Appreciate you being here. As always. I've always said that once. Other, I, I was thinking about that when I left the show uh, yesterday. I was like, I need to tell Kelly thank you. I didn't say that. Oh, enough. you're welcome. Thank See, you, you could have just had to do it via Zoom like poor Chad did, where I missed every single cue oh. for the entire week. Brett McMurphy also joins us. Thankful for uh, the visit here from the Action Network. Brett, uh, thank you for the time. Happy New Year to you. Thanks. Good to be with you guys. Uh, So uh, from the Florida State perspective uh, off the field, because I don't know what what we're going to see as they match up against Georgia now. uh, (laughs) Aren't you you suiting up for Florida State? Anyone can right now, you know. Who's going to suit up with them conference-wise? What do you think the landing spot ultimately could be if they – leave the ACC? Well, if it's up to Florida State, it would be the Big Ten or the SEC. Uh, if it's up to the Big Ten and they can get the, enough financial um, backing, it would they would certainly have an invitation to Florida State. The biggest key, though, is to get out of the grant of rights. Obviously, Florida State believes they can do that. I mean, I've been told that over a year ago that they felt confident they could get out of the grant of rights. That's still to be determined. It's not going to happen quickly. Um, It's probably going to take a year or two, maybe sooner, but I I doubt it. And, you know, I think the SEC, I don't think they really want Florida State. I don't think that's a big secret. They already have Florida in the state. Um, Florida State really wouldn't add a lot to the SEC. But then the SEC's got to decide, we may not really want Florida State, but do we want the Big Ten? to have Florida State? Do we want the Big Ten and Fox to plant their flag in the state of Florida where they're not at right now with the possible additions of Florida State and maybe in Miami? So it's kind of like a, a perplexing question for the SEC. We don't want Florida State, but we also don't want the Big Ten to have them. Um, but certainly nothing is going to happen until they get out of the grant of rights. And until then, um, I'm sure you'll see multiple unnamed reports in the coming weeks, months, days, hours. Uh, but there's really nothing to it until Florida State can get out of the grant of rights. Then we'll have to see who those interested parties are. And if for some weird, weird reason that the Big Ten and SEC flat out say no to Florida State, then I think you could see the Big 12 make overtures to Florida State. The key question for that is, can the Big 12 make it financially worth Florida State's while to pay hundreds of millions of dollars, which they probably will have to, to get out of the ACC deal? and make it worth their while financially to go to the Big 12, because certainly the Big 12 doesn't have the media rights revenue deal as the Big 10 and the SEC. Brett, are there other programs, other schools that are considering joining Florida State in this effort, like they joined with Florida State in trying to get more money uh, individually or voted against Cal and Stanford in the first go-around of conference expansion? 
Yeah, I mean, Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina voted against adding Cal, Stanford, and SMU. Um, but I think right now, I think, you know, they're basically everybody that wants to get out is going to sit back and let Florida State take the bullets, if you will, and see if they can survive and then see what happens. See if they win the lawsuit, um, right? Yeah, I mean, I had one, you know, one source tell me um, last week, you know, criticize Florida State all you want, but they're the first one over the fence. If they can survive, then you're going to have a number of schools then follow follow up after that. That could be Clemson, that could be North Carolina, NC State, possibly the Virginia schools, possibly Miami. Obviously, that is if you can get an invite to the Big Ten or the SEC. And another thing, you know, which again, playing several steps down the road is, you know, Notre Dame right now is contractually obligated to join the ACC if they join a football conference before 2036. But if let's fast forward two or three years and there's an ACC that no longer includes Florida State, Clemson, Miami, North Carolina, possibly NC State, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Um, does Notre Dame want to really play five games a year of what's left of that conference? Probably not. So then they would have a decision to make. And that is would they they would probably try to do a similar deal with the Big Ten. What I'm told is the Big Ten wants, wants Notre Dame all in as a full member. They don't want to do a scheduling agreement like the ACC did. But if there's really the ACC splinters at that point, um, you know, it's impossible to say what would happen. The Big Ten could change their tune on that, depending on how desperately they wanted Notre Dame. And Notre Dame could change their tune on on finally joining a conference. But basically, you know, what a source had told me um, it weighs back, which holds true, is, um, you know, Florida State, you know, attempting to get out of the ACC and if successful would have an Oppenheimer like ripple throughout the college football landscape because of all the resulting domino moves that we could see happen. Again, if they are able to get out of the, this 13 year grant of rights deal with the ACC. Brett McMurphy with us of the Action Network. And you wrote last week, Brett, about the they considered starting this process over the summer of last year. Right. Opted not to. They've got to give a year's notice if they choose to leave the ACC. I believe the deadline was in August. They didn't do that. They said they didn't want to cause a distraction for the football team in the season. Uh, if that's accurate, they're doing this anyway, regardless if they make the playoff or not, aren't they? Yeah, they are. I mean, if they're in the playoff, they're not doing it. You no, know, they, yeah. they're not doing this last week. They're waiting till the playoff's over. Um, also, something that kind of has kind of flown under the radar um, if you've taken the time and if you haven't, I don't blame you, but the 38-page complaint that Florida State uh, filed against the ACC, there's a paragraph in there, and off the top of my head, it's either page 30 or 31, and it says that basically this is notice to the ACC that if the grant of rights are basically determined null and void, which Florida State claims they are, then this is Florida State's notice to the ACC that they're leaving the ACC dated August 23rd, 2023. So that means they would be free to go somewhere in 2024. Well, here's where that gets tricky. If somehow they are able to get out of the grant of rights, or even if they're not, the ACC could hold them to that paragraph, could hold them to that notice and say, okay, it's August, it's July 1st, 2024. You've provided your notice. You're out of the league. Florida State may not have a home at that point. So what would they do? 
you know, would they go independent? Would they try to structure a last second deal with, with the Big 12 if they couldn't get into the Big 10 or the SEC? So that's something to keep an eye on, um, you know, depending on how this plays out. But it is in the 38-page complaint that technically Florida State has already provided their notice if the grant of rights gets tossed out that their notice to leave was August of 2023. And I was told the reason they did that retroactively is because if they dated that to August of 2024, they didn't want the potential of the ACC to come in behind them and change the bylaws um, that would impact when they could get out of conference. So another kind of tricky thing that could impact whenever this thing gets settled. That's a huge detail in the whole story, Kelly. Yes, it is. Bowl game school up. You're a big K-State fan here and Kelly Stewart. See, now he already ruined it. Go Big 12. I, I knew you were going to say go Big 12. So, Brett, before I wanted to get into these bowl games, I wanted to, I knew you had an Oklahoma State shirt on. I wanted to clear the air. A lot of K-State sure. kids, and I say kids because they're younger than me and they're trolls on the internet. <laughs> I, I, this, is, this is what I want us to do. I want to clip this and po- say, hey, guys, let's stop trolling. Brett McMurphy, he doesn't hate K-State. So do me a favor. Can you say something? I hate K-State. Oh, you know that. That's the, I'm going to clip kid, that. These kids, yeah, yeah. Now he's going to clip the hate K-State. Can you say something nice about K-State in today's Pop-Tart Bowl? Uh, they will be wearing purple. <laughs> it's, it's not that I hate K-State. I hate all 133 FBS programs. And starting next year, I'll hate all 134 FBS programs when um, Kennesaw State joins the club. Look, what's funny, and I, I don't, I didn't realize I hated Kansas State. Um, I actually got a text from somebody at Kansas State that I respect and love a great deal, wondering why didn't I rank Kansas State earlier in the year? And I basically said, well, because you know you lost this game to Missouri, and they said, yeah, but it was on an eighty-yard field goal. And I'm like, well, it's still a loss. You have to be penalized. And then the next week, I think they lost Oklahoma State. I never heard from them again. I got the same, same text from somebody in North Carolina. How are you ranking us behind Ole Miss? We're better at this. I give them my reasons. And I always end it with, oh, by the way, it's my opinion. I may be wrong. My text with the person from North Carolina was, just keep winning and it'll take care of itself. Just don't lose to Virginia next week. So what happens next week? They lose to Virginia. I never hear from that person again. So I understand how fan bases are, you know, zeroed in on their specific teams and they think there's an agenda that somebody, I guess me, hates their team uh, or has a vendetta against their team. That's ridiculous. I, I think of all the teams the same, including Oklahoma State. I would argue that in, I vote in the AP poll I have for the last several years. I probably rank Oklahoma State lower than probably most most other voters and maybe it's because i don't want to be viewed as being a homer but no i i don't i don't hate or dislike kansas state um love manhattan and uh yeah sorry i can't i the thing is you can't explain it if if when you try they they bring up another reason or whatever and you know so i don't know if i this long ramble answered your question probably it didn't but um for what it's worth and not because I hate Kansas State, but I think NC State wins the game. That's just my pick on the game. It has nothing to do with an allegiance to either school. Take the better defense plus the points. He works at the Action Network. He gets some good inside information. Motivated, uh, motivated. I, I they want 10 wins. I figured it was an old Big Eight rivalry because I get accused of hating Texas. And I said, no, I just love betting against them because they're always Abs- overvalued. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And I agree. Texas has been greatly overvalued until this year. First year, they haven't been. They actually lived up to the hype. But no, it's 
it's on the total opposite of that. I actually want all the big eight schools to do well um, because of being, you know, my ties to the, they were the big eight when I was there. That's how long ago it was. Um, so, yeah. So, no, I'm all for all the big eight schools doing well. It's not anything like, oh, they're from the big eight. So I want them to do poorly. That is certainly not the case. Well, I appreciate your ability to look at things objectively from an X's and O's, from a math standpoint, as opposed to most fans. But I had to laugh because I told a buddy, I was like, oh, Brett's coming on the show today. He's like, can you ask him why he hates us? <laughs> but you know, I know. It's like people like so another narrative which i've seen is i supposedly hate missouri because last year i reported missouri would not play kansas in a bowl game that was a fact their athletic department was telling anybody with a heartbeat we are not going to play kansas in a bowl game eli drinkwitz told espn's basketball commentators for the, during the kansas missouri game we did not want to play kansas during a bowl game we don't want to waste that rivalry in a nondescript bowl game he basically confirmed what I reported, but I'm the bad guy because I hate Missouri because I reported that. And then it got twisted because they talked to the Liberty Bowl guy and he said, well, no, we were never going to pit Kansas and Missouri together. I know because that was not an option. Missouri did not want to play Kansas in the Liberty Bowl, in the Sugar Bowl, in the Super Bowl. And that is a fact. But because I report that, oh, you hate Missouri. And no, look, if I'm Missouri, I wouldn't want to play Kansas in a bowl game either. You've got nothing to gain out of it. Absolutely. I agree with that. But because I report that, it's, oh, you hate Missouri. But Well, like, I that appreciate you the clearing territory. the air because KU fans sure spun that narrative differently. Well, yeah. I mean, look, if, I, if I'm Missouri, I would not want to play Kansas in a bowl. You have nothing to gain. Going forward, if I'm Oklahoma, I would not want to play Oklahoma State in a bowl game because you've got nothing to gain from it except ending up one game losing streak to the Pokes. But other than that, you know, you are supposedly the better off team now. You have nothing to gain by playing a team in a, you know, quote unquote, lesser conference. I know how that works. I totally understand that. But, um, you know, people kind of kind of view it how they, how they want to view it. Greg McMurphy with us of the Action Network. Uh, from a different point of view here on the Michigan Harbaugh uh, saga, what does Michigan expect Jim Harbaugh to do after the college football playoff? You know, I don't, I don't think they know. I mean, Harbaugh was asked about that, you know, yesterday out here in Pasadena and, you know, about the NFL. And he's like, well, such a one-track mind. That's the way we've gone about things. Literally, whatever day we're in, yada, yada. He didn't answer the question, which is fine. He, I mean, what did people expect him to say? Hey, guys, I'm leaving for the NFL after the playoff. He's not going to say that. Um, I think, you know, privately that you probably think you know, this is Jim Harbaugh's last year. I, yeah. I think it is. I, that's not that's not any inside information. I'm not reporting that. You asked for my opinion. My opinion is, I think this is his last year. I thought that before this season. And then everything popped up with the NCAA, you know, the, the violations from the practicing or whatever went on during COVID, which they just got their notice of allegations for that. And then you bring in the sign stealing. Stuff. And then you just got all the uncertainties surrounding college football with NIL and transfer portal and everything else. I mean, if you're a head football coach nowadays, why wouldn't you want to go to the NFL and not have to deal with all this mess and just be able to coach football and coach players and not deal with NCAA, NIL, collectives, um, you know, what what you can't do according to the rule book that changes every day. Um, I just always have thought, Harbaugh was an NFL guy. I actually think he's lasted longer at Michigan than I thought 
he would. And I think probably a lot of other people would think that also. But, um, you know, certainly he's turned the flipped the switch on the Ohio State series. Um, you know, this is a big game for Michigan. They've gotten to the playoff, but they haven't been able to get that elusive uh, national championship. Is this finally the year? We'll have to find out. But, um, you know, either way, I just, again, it's my opinion, like my AP vote. I could be wrong, but I just think this will be Harbaugh's final hurrah at Michigan. Regna Murphy, I can see it now. I hate Kansas State. I, I've already said. got the tweet teed up we'll right here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, exactly. a, I'm exactly. a journalist, Mom. Look. Brett, thank you for Confir- the time. Man. Confirms. We, we always yeah. enjoy the conversation here on the show. Hey, anytime, guys. Have a great New Year. Yep, same to you. Happy New Year. Brett McMurphy, Action Network out there in Pasadena. What a good sport. It's, it's great. I yeah. totally put him on the spot. <laughs> I love his answer, too. He's like, uh, everyone hates me. It, yeah, same. I get it. People, facts over feelings. This is Outkick, remember? Yeah, it is. And, and I mean, he's reporting the truth. And Not allowed I to hate do you. that. I hate you. How I hate you, you all. No, he said, I hate you all. Yeah. All 130, <laughs> however many we got coming up. More and more. Armando Salguero is coming up here on Hot Mike. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back, and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless, from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Sixth and Peabody are located with Yacht Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Glad you're with us for Hot Mike with Hunt and Withrow here on the Outkick Network. Kelly Stewart in for Chad this week. Kelly in Vegas making it happen here in Nashville. Kansas State kickoff coming up in a little over an hour. Looking forward to watching a bit of that. And uh, I say a bit because we're going to miss kickoff. You won't. I will. Uh, no, we're definitely going to miss kickoff, uh, unfortunately. But I will have uh, maybe at least a score app on my phone open. I like to say... Our next guest, if you cannot get along or like Armando Salguero, that's a you problem. Uh, he's that genuine and that good of a dude. Happy New Year to you, Armando. Uh, hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. Withrow, you've never looked so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's mean. No, he's you or me? <laughs> oh. Oh, no. That's, I thought he was. No, that, oh, no, you're no. talking about me. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I thought for some reason because chat or because yeah, this, now I'm going to say it wrong because Hutton was speaking to you. You were referring to him. That does like, happen. I get the uh, the common uh, occurrence here is Clay. They I am mistaken for Clay outside. Oh these no, doors. my aunt Helen would not go for that. She she adores Clay. She would be very very upset that she thought you and Clay were the same. Oh okay. 
Well, we'll FaceTime her. I'll Clay tell will her, like that answer. I'll tell her it's Clay, and, and she'll be like, no. She'll know. All of a sudden, Clay has more gray than I do right now, which is, uh, I'll point that out to him the next time I see him. Just it. for men is your friend. Oh, we, that's Touch about, of gray. Touch, touch of, gray. of gray. That's right. Armando, uh, what's going on in Denver where all of a sudden they need a spark? They need a spark with two games left, <laughs> and Russell Wilson is benched, and all of a sudden we learn about, and we have known this, I guess, if we look at the details, we learn about the 2025 guarantee that's coming up in March. Um, this is... Uh, it's crazy how this comes about with two games left. So is it crazy? Because it happens a lot increasingly as um, teams that agree and players that agree that injury guarantees become full guarantees after a certain date in the offseason. When you have a quarterback and you have a player that's $35 million into that guarantee and isn't performing at a height that you would expect a $35 million player to be performing at, uh, they get, they get roasted uh, from the salary cap. It has happened this year uh, to Jimmy Garoppolo already. And obviously the, the Raiders are moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo at the end of the season. Last year, it happened to Matt Ryan in Indianapolis. And obviously, the Colts moved on from Matt Ryan in the offseason. And now it's happening to Russell Wilson. Uh, and guess what? <laughs> the, uh, the Denver Broncos are moving on from Russell Wilson yeah. next offseason. The thing is, though, the Colts and Raiders also moved on from their head coach with the two quarterbacks. Uh, that's the difference. And why... I just it, the salary cap factor in the money. I, I'm thinking, okay, it, it, what message is it sending that when the league is set up to be very average, that a very average team, when it's all said and done, Denver is more concerned about paying the quarterback than they are actually telling the fans we're in, we're going for it. Uh, it sends the message of is. Uh, we're in, we're going for it, but we know that we got no shot. <laughs> and we're in and we're going for it, but our coach doesn't like Russell Wilson and probably vice versa now. And we're in and yeah. we're going for it, but we're more, more in and going for 2025. <laughs> and 20, you know, uh, the future is now because the now is, is not looking so great. Let, let's remember, and you mentioned those other teams that changed coaches. They obviously were looking ahead. The Denver Broncos are obviously now looking ahead. Um, you know, I think that Sean Payton knows what it's supposed to look like. And he has come to the realization that it doesn't look like that for the, the 2023 Denver Broncos. And what's the point of extending it out? when you can still salvage 2025. That's the I, I, whole thing. I get it. And uh, Kelly picks up on this, but I, 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 this is the coach that started one and five and lost 70 to 20 as well. <laughs> like, like, I'll mention that. Uh, if you're looking to provide a spark, um, well, they got it in a five-game win streak with Russell Wilson, at quarterback. So here's my problem with this whole thing, Armando. Who are they going to go get that's better? Who are they going to get? I mean – Jared Stidham is not the future in Denver. We know this. Yeah, so they're going to get someone who is 
probably not better. <laughs> they're going to get someone who's cheaper. Um, and they're going to do that, you know, next year. And they're going to try and do that again the following year. And if they're really bad next year without Russell Wilson, they're probably going to be somewhat happy about it because that gives them an opportunity to have a, a high draft pick in 2025. This is a team that you got to remember, they they made the the trade for Russell Wilson when Sean Payton was on the Fox set. That He wasn't thinking about yeah. being the Denver Broncos coach, and they weren't thinking about him. And the bottom line is he is not – he, Russell Wilson, is not Sean Payton's guy, period. You can tell me, look, you're married to this person, and they're very nice, and if you get a divorce, you may not get someone who's better looking – but if you don't love the person you're married to, that doesn't matter. What matters to you is you're unhappy now, and what is now is not working for you. And I think that's how the Denver Broncos are seeing it. A week from now, do you think the Dolphins and Bills are playing for the division? Oh, so you're saying that the Dolphins are going to lose to the Baltimore Ravens, mm-hmm. And the Bills are going to be who? The Commanders or somebody? Uh, Patriots. They have? The Patriots, what, what? who they've already lost to this year. The Patriots. Um, yeah, sure. Let's go that way. I, I'm for it, and I'll be there. Uh, no doubt. Look, the Dolphins, by the way, uh, you know, don't underestimate the Dolphins. Um, they have they they proven something last week. They beat the Cowboys. Granted, the Cowboys went on the road and did the Cowboys on the road act. But it's a good win. It's a good win for the Miami Dolphins. And the last time that the Dolphins played the Baltimore Ravens, my recollection is that Tua Tungavailoa threw six touchdown passes and the Dolphins won in Baltimore. No doubt. Uh, do you, how are you playing this game, Kelly? I went back and forth okay. all week. Uh, when it was plus four, the opening line, now down to three. I looked at the Dolphins for a brief moment in time. One of the things that I try not to do is step in front of hot teams until it's the right time to step in front of them. And sometimes you've got to pick and choose your battles. The Ravens right now are red hot. Um, They have peaked at the right time. I like the over. I think it's going to be more of a shootout. And that bodes well for what Armando's saying in terms of it being the Dolphins side. I could see this being a 31-30 final. Nobody would be shocked. Be fun. It, uh, Dallas, Detroit could be high scoring too. Oh yeah. Lions on the road. Dallas wins at home a lot. They haven't lost in fifteen uh, appearances inside Jerry's world. Armando. Detroit's going to the postseason. They they've won their division. What do you make of the Lions on the road against Dallas and what Dallas needs to do in this game? It's a tough spot for Dallas just because of the position they're in playoff wise. Well. So the collar is going to start to get a little tight for Mike McCarthy now because Mike McCarthy has helped to author a really good season for the Dallas Cowboys. Not a great season for the Dallas Cowboys, but a really They need to get hot because the playoffs are coming and Mike McCarthy will be judged as a head coach of the Dallas Cowboys and his job will be evaluated and decided as the head coach of the Cowboys. 
in the playoffs. So you better get hot, Mike McCarthy, and you better do it in time for the playoffs because all that you've done up until this point is very likely to be moot if you don't win in the playoffs. Simple as that. The NFL wins on Christmas Day. Uh, Ratings skyrocketed compared to even last year uh, with their triple header this year. Do you anticipate the NFL scheduling on Christmas Day regardless of the day of the week? No. Uh, They don't want to get next week, next week, next year, 2024, Christmas falls on a Wednesday. Okay. The NFL has said and internally doesn't want to do Tuesday and Wednesday games. I remember the the World Football League. Remember the World Football League years and years and years, like the 70s ago? Um, they played on Tuesdays and Wednesdays because the NFL, they also played on Thursdays because the NFL never would. Um, it's, it's a temptation for the NFL, right? They averaged 28.7 million fans in their three games. The best... NBA game was the Lakers and the Celtics, and they got 5 million fans. Does the NFL see an opening for making way more money? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. But does the NFL convince the Players Association and convince ownership that a Wednesday game is the way to go? Dude, That that I don't know. That's a hard ask for any team. Uh, you're going to have to do something special for them, and I don't and I don't see the the path forward for that. They'll give them more days off in the off season, and they'll take it. <laughs> Didn't more- we learn anything about the COVID games? Those were terrible. Some of those getting bumped from till Tuesdays, and they just. I just yeah, feel well, like it logistically didn't work. Yeah, I mean, they, I was, they I was, made it work. I but was it- a part of that game. It was Titans Bills on a Tuesday. It ended up being a blowout. Titans for no. I don't. I still don't know how the Titans beat the Bills that year uh, with everybody out. But I mean, uh, you know, Amazon's paying a billion for for Black Friday. Um, everybody, uh, the NFLPA, you're right, Armando. They complain about the schedules, but they do it. You know, they play them because that's more money for the salary cap. It's forty nine and a half percent going to the players. Uh, and if you have another, if you have another streaming service that wants to jump in, and there's more billions coming in, I bet they'll create it for that one. It's hard day. to stream on Christmas, though, isn't it? I mean. It's hard to do that on, you know, for every single game on Christmas when it's a Wednesday. Yeah, but it's just, it's Christmas Day, it's, and it, when it's a Wednesday, it's not going to occur that often. It's just a you have to have a concession. Like every next now year, and Wednesday, then. Christmas will be on Tuesday. Is it Tuesday or Wednesday? Armando said Wednesday, or, or maybe, but, but usually it's uh, the next year is like just day. one yeah, day right. forward. So I listen. I love year. I love the idea. Yeah. I was cooking all day in Christmas. I have one of those kitchens that you can see the dining and the living room. I had a huge TV on, and we did not change the channel. Grandma sat her butt on the corner of that couch and watched all three games, as did I. I mean, I loved it. I loved it. Armando, the, they, the Peacock will have a, a, a Peacock-only broadcast for one of the playoff games of Wildcard Weekend. Will it include the AFC South champion or the NFC South champion? Wow. I think it'll be the worst uh, game. Not- yeah, I know. <laughs> I, you know, the NFC South champion is likely to be Tampa Bay. I think they've won six or seven in a the row. They're good, bro. They're good. I like the Bucks. They're good. 
Baker Mayfield, better than Tom Brady, 2022. How about, how about that? He saved, you like that? He, has he saved Todd Bowles' job? Yes. Absolutely. Well, I mean, we still got two games to go. Okay. okay? So if Baker Mayfield Pressure's suddenly on. reverts and the Tampa Bay Bucks suddenly revert and, and they're out of the playoffs, then things get a little dicey. So we know Washington's going to be open at head coach. New England, something's going to happen. You've pointed that out. What do you make of Arthur Smith expected to be back, but we don't know based on what Arthur Blank has said, the owner of the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, just going through, we know Robert Sala's got the blessing of Aaron Rodgers. That means he's staying, as well as Joe Douglas. Is there a surprise coach out there? Is Pete Carroll retiring? Everyone, every year we discuss this. What's the, where's the team that's going to be a surprise? I don't know that there is going to be okay. a surprise, to be honest with you. The the interesting one you just mentioned is Arthur Smith in Atlanta. Arthur Smith did something that ownership didn't love, and that is he lied to his quarterback. Hmm. He told Desmond Ritter, you're my guy all season. And then he benched Desmond Ritter. And then he told Desmond Ritter again when he put him back in you're my guy until the end of the season. And then he benched him again. So, uh, You're, I have not, not considered that detail. Arthur Smith. No. Uh, Armando, always a good look for our show when he joins us. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Happy New Year to you. And uh, we'll catch up next week. Happy New Year to you guys. Armando Salguero. Outkick.com is where you can find his great work and check out the five spots uh, with Armando and Donovan McNabb available at Outkick.com. Great podcast. Coming up, Kelly, we have one big thing on every NFL game. And Kelly will give us one big take on the line from Vegas and how she would play it or stay away from it. That's coming up straight ahead. I'm out with Hutton Withrow here on the Outkick Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kelly, I hear that the Outkick store is available for our viewers and listeners. Love the Outkick store. I got to go over there before I leave. Uh, the new and improved Outkick store is finally live. We stock up on T-shirts, hats, some sick golf polos. Travis Matthew, my favorite yep. golf brand. Shop Outkick.com. Shop.Outkick.com. I can read the periods. Shop.Outkick.com. Now with, uh, you said the, they have a female line. Travis Matthew does, which means we need to get a hold of somebody so that we can get some Add female that to the, outkick to the gear shirts. There. That's right. Exactly. So um, you have been crushing it lately with the NFL. I, I just NFL picks in general. I, I keep up with your college. In college, you went on a roll too. Um, I think NFL is very difficult to bet. Yeah, it's not especially not this fun. year with offense way down. The unders that hit every single. I, I would. I was hitting on the under. Okay. In week one, I play every under. At some point, though, I feel like Vegas adjusts to what is going on. Correct. And they never did 
Oh, uh, they did. Well, two-thirds of the way into the season, though. I, that's why I think tonight's game is going to go over. It's already well, down oh, to 33 and a half. Yeah. Everybody's batting the under. Jets and Browns, uh, it kicked things off on, on Thursday night. It is time for one big thing on every NFL game. And we start with the weekly note. No Monday Night Football this week. Yeah, because college football we have playoff. college football playoff. Good. On ESPN and ABC. There is a Saturday night game, though. That's going to be a good game. ABC. We start, though, tonight, Thursday Night Football. Jets and Browns in Cleveland. Joe Flacco, all he's done is thrown for 300 or more yards in three consecutive games. He's thrown for more yards in his first four starts than any Browns quarterback. And, well, he has the Browns where right there in playoff contention and in the playoffs, nowhere where they were supposed to be. Fourth quarterback playing. Flacco now has 10 passing touchdowns in 16 quarters. Kenny Pickett has six passing touchdowns in 12 games. Zach Wilson, eight passing touchdowns in 368 attempts. Flacco has 10 in 175 attempts in Cleveland. Stefanski, he's got to be coach of the year as of right now. He has the Browns at 10 and 5 without Chubb, no Deshaun Watson, and 10 and 5 with four different quarterbacks. They're facing the Jets. They have 28 fumbles at his team this season. What do you think, Taylor? Joe Flacco, under 233 and a half under. passing yards. Okay. Under. I, I, I did place that wager. Currently, Browns, seven point favorites. It got as high as seven and a half. I scooped one of those up as well. Look, this Jets defense last week, just abysmal second half to the Commanders. I think they step it up big here against the Browns. As you mentioned, Robert Salas coming back. Aaron Rodgers, come, let's finish the season strong. We're not quitting okay. on our season. Okay. And we have an opportunity to play spoiler to somebody wow. else's. Saturday night, Lions visit Dallas. The Cowboys hosting here. And, well, the Lions, they know they're in the postseason. They're winning their division. Since 1957, they have exactly one playoff victory. A 38-6 defeat of Dallas in the divisional round of the 1991 playoffs. And that was three years before Jared Goff was born. It's been a while. And now, well, they're back in Dallas. A chance to send Dallas going home with a loss, which they haven't done in 15 straight games. The pass defense in Detroit has been a li liability for, for longer than just the last month or so. Uh, they gave up 411 yards to Nick Mullins last week. And I know Mullins, well, he threw, what, four picks? Four picks. They're, they're benching Mullins. Correct. Uh, so and we'll talk about that on we, Sunday night. We football. will, but um, just for the sake of Detroit, uh, the guy who got benched threw for 400 yards against them last week. Correct. Uh, also, you kind of have to wonder, where's Detroit's head? They're currently five-and-a-half-point underdogs. Totals come down, though. People have been betting the under here. Under 53 is the current total. The Lions just clinched the division for the first time in forever. They're, Maybe well, they're feeling pretty good about themselves. I'd like to think that Dan Campbell has this team focused. This is a big win. They if they do. can go into Dallas and get this win, Dallas... The whole home road dichotomy that we've discussed several times on this week, something's got to give here. They are six and one at home, six and one against the spread at home at that. I, I want to take the Lions. I'm this close to taking the Lions. I'm a, I'm a big sucker for the I underdogs. I want to as well. Dak Prescott seven and one against the spread coming off a loss the last two seasons. Ravens hosting Miami. The Ravens, they're coming off of a near perfect performance against what is a perfect roster that's been assembled in San Francisco and well Miami coming off a big win against a good team last week against Dallas 
The Dolphins, two games ahead of second place Buffalo in the AFC East. And that's big because they're facing, of course, Baltimore on the road. Buffalo has New England, who they lost to earlier this year, but they have New England. If Buffalo wins, Miami loses. Next week is for the division, and the winner clinches the AFC East in a home playoff game. Tyreek Hill playing through an ankle injury, and Jalen Waddell, he suffered a high ankle sprain last week. The Ravens have clinched the playoff berth. They can clinch the division with a win and a Cleveland loss. You, which way you go here quickly? This is tough. Uh, I... I... Gun to head, Dolphins. Okay. Dolphins. But but only because I need the AFC East, plus 275 for the Dolphins. Bills hosting the Patriots. The most impressive aspect of Buffalo's winning streak here is that Josh Allen, he hasn't been you know, incredible week to week. He's throwing for under 100 yards in a win. It, the Bills are playing complete football right now, and they're doing it on the ground. And, well... They're going to try to do it against New England's defense. The Bills have scored 20 or more points in six straight games, and it's hard to win in Buffalo this time of year. They are 17-3 and three in their last 20 games when hosting. And it's tough to beat a team twice. Uh, I'm not laying 13.5 here with the Bills with Miami on deck. Uh, Bill Belichick has proved he likes to play spoiler. He did it last week in Denver. Let's go with an under here. Let's go with an ugly under. Okay. Under 40. I wonder if weather plays a factor. I don't know. I've checked on that, but I want to know that the under can be just a sloppy game that we don't even watch. I think that's what it's going to be. Maybe another game we may not even pay attention to. Falcons against the Bears. However, pay attention to what the Bears are doing at the end of the season here. They've won four of their last six games, and they're two or three plays away from going on a 6-0 and stretch during this run. Uh, and they're scoring some points, but when the Bears... When they allow points, when they allow 20 points or more, uh, Justin Fields, they are 21-0 and against the Justin Fields Bears team when the defense gives up three touchdowns. Wow. Can the Falcons do that, though? I don't think they can. No. Bears three-point favorites here. I, I can't lay points with the Bills, or the Bears, excuse me, just like I can't lay points with the Broncos. I don't trust them enough. Uh, but they are finally completing games. I mean, you and I spoke about what happens if they don't ever play a fourth quarter? Well, They'd have a much they would be better record. They'd be in the playoffs. Titans on the road against the Texans. Uh, they have now gone 34 straight games without scoring 30 points. It's the longest active streak in the NFL. Of course, that tops their record franchise history. I'll say uh, Will Levis uh, practiced in, in full capacity yesterday. Same for today. C.J. Stroud is uh, back at practice for Houston. That matchup should happen. So this one opened three and a half for the Texans. Got bet to four and a half. Then went to five and a half today. I said, oh, guess C.J. Stroud's playing. As of right now, it's off the board. You know okay. what that means? He's playing. We don't know what the hell's going he on. He was limited to practice or something. Uh, Bookmaker he, said, nope, somebody's got better information than we do. Nobody, no bets. Limited participation, I guess. Uh, let's see. Uh, Raiders and Colts. The Colts have won five of their last seven, uh, but they've recently been blown out as well by the Falcons and Jake Browning's Cincinnati Bengals group. Minshew has made six starts where his opponent is on short rest since 2020 and well he's 0-6 with his opponent on short rest they get the Raiders yeah I laid three and a half with the Colts they're my best bet this week but by low spot on the Colts Raiders showed a lot of uh, grit last week in Kansas City but no offense Jacksonville at one point was eight and three they're hosting Carolina a Panthers group that scored 30 points last week first time they've scored more than 20 points in nine games yeah I'm on the Panthers plus six and a half they didn't march out of seven the bookmakers the reason why 
Come on, guys. The water's warm. You want to bet the Jacksonville Jaguars with us? Oh, without Trevor Lawrence? Trevor Lawrence is he's playing. He's not not playing. With a sprained shoulder? He always plays. This guy he always was plays. Yeah. We have to assume. Whether well, he went through individual drills today. Whether he's hurt or it's CJ Bethard, I don't care. This Panthers team's a little rejuvenated since firing their coach and finally getting a win. They proved it last week versus the Packers. Giants and Rams in New York. Rams are one of the league's hottest teams that score at least 28 points in their last five games. Giants are the worst team uh, in the NFL in point differential. And the Rams have scored uh, at a high level to where they're right there as a wild card contender. They would go on the road uh, potentially against Dallas at this point. Yeah, I don't fully understand this line. Giants off a really close loss to the Eagles, who they play next week What's as the well. What's the spread? Six. Six, and and we saw it come down all the way to four and a half, now back up to six. So somebody initially liked the Giants and then came back and played the Rams. We call that a head fake in Vegas. Terod Taylor starting for New York. DeVito to the bench. Cardinals and Eagles, the Eagles secondary, a liability for Philly's defense. Can Kyler Murray put together his biggest game through the air since he's returned? That's what this game comes down to if Arizona who has been com- more, a much more competitive than I expected. The record, it's a lot like Chicago last year. They've played some close games. They've also been boat raced. And can Kyler Murray exploit the Philly secondary? I keep hearing Kyler Murray is going to be a Viking next year. Does he really care? Does this team care at all? The only thing they can do is hurt themselves in draft picks, I, it, correct? Uh, they can only hurt themselves. That is correct. And Eagles... They did the anti-move of Russell Wilson because he also has an injury guarantee and they played him anyway. Correct. I think he cares. Well... Kind of. It's interesting because then the Eagles have the Giants yep, next that's right. week. That's right. And a team that they need to be point. focused for. Uh, no play there for me. I. It's really hard for week 17 and 18 to start figuring out which teams care, which teams want to just pack it in for the season. You've got to put it together now. You're one of the contenders, a true contender. Correct. But the Cardinals may have just packed it in last week in, in Chicago. Bucks and Saints as we go rapid fire. Uh, Baker Mayfield, he was on four teams within a 12-month span. And now he has a better passer rating than Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts. That is a comeback season. And he's going to get a contract to stay in Tampa. Uh, 49ers commanders. Brock Purdy, an opportunity here to bounce back against the commanders and a league-worst pass defense. Short, uh, They travel now across country for San Francisco coming off that loss. So real quick, I'm on the Saints plus 2.5. And, okay. and then I'm on the commanders plus 13.5. Okay. Christian McCaffrey, 21 touchdowns this season uh, as a team. Commanders have 19. Late afternoon, Steelers and Seahawks. Seattle's 8-7. and seven, And they have Pittsburgh this week, Arizona in the season finale. It's going to be an absolute under snooze fest. Take the under 41. Okay. Chargers on the road against Jarrett Stidham's Broncos for the win. Chargers are 0-6 in games decided by three or fewer points. It's a close game, or is They're it They're always close games. The Chargers playing close games. That's what they do. Uh, I think there's a little overreaction to the drop-off between Russell Wilson and Jared Sidham. I could be dead wrong. Okay. If I had to play it, it's Broncos or pass. What's the spread? Three and a half. So Plus five and a half with uh, Russell Wilson. Chargers 0-6 in three points or less uh, this season. The record is 7-0-7, seven, oh seven, set by the Houston Oilers in 1994. Patrick Mahomes. Well... Now he gets Jake Browning and the Bengals, and he takes on Lou Anarumo and the Bengals' defense. 
Yeah, the Bengals defense isn't any good, but that's okay. Because the Bengals are, are clinging on for life for the playoffs. Trouble in paradise, in, namely Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. I like the seven with wow. the Bengals. Wow, okay. And uh, uh, it's not like the Bengals defense has to be great because the Chiefs offense hasn't been. They'll drop passes. A league-high 38 passes dropped this season. Sunday night football, Packers on the road against the Vikings. Packers, they beat the Lions and the Chiefs. Then they lost to the Giants and the Buccaneers. And then last week, they gave up 30 points to the Panthers. Uh, Green Bay's defense, though, they get Nick Mullins. Uh, no, they made a change Sunday night. Yeah, Jaron Hall. Hall. Hall's back in. From BYU, rookie quarterback. Lions only dropped a half a point, though. That should tell you all you need to know. Nick Mullins, not any good. Turnover prone. None of these two teams aren't any good, ultimately. Yeah, at least Jordan Love doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah, I, w I wish he would score more in the first half. That streak where they what they scored a total of how many points in the first half through the first half of the season? Yeah. Crazy. Give me the under, 44 and a half. Okay. See, you're still taking the unders. Except for the over and the... Uh, you're okay. taking the under so tonight. What you're, what you're not realizing, it's primetime unders that I think that they've really started to but, adjust on. But here's the thing. People are going to look at these divisional games and think these are going to be slugfests and they're going to bet the under. It doesn't mean it's wrong. I think the same thing. 20, 20, this is going to be a 2021 final. Guess what? Yeah. Lands on 43. Everybody's or shocked. Or nine to six. One of those. No, 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 no. Skull. Skull Vikings. Coming up, what Jalen Milrow had to say to the media as he prepares for the college football playoff.